Welcome to the Lionfish Podcast. I'm on island time right now because we're in beautiful Antigua. Antigua, or is it Antigua? Locals say it's Antigua. And we are at the historic Nelson's Dockyard here at English Harbor. And it is just an incredible setting. Uh, I'm gonna be distracted a lot because I'm looking out a window with all the big yachts and, and harbor and just the beauty of it all. And today, we're speaking with Stacy and Jim from Lionfish University. You've all heard of Lionfish University. They were one of the first out there to uh, make a name for themselves. So welcome. Thank you. We're Thank happy you. to be here. Antigua. Antigua? Antigua. <laughs> According to the Latino community, it's Antigua. Uh, okay. Well, we'll work on that. Um, so t tell us about yourselves. Give us your name, your full name, how you want to be recognized. And well, I'll introduce Jim. Jim Hart is my co-founder at Lionfish University. We started back in 2012, and we actually started this rather in a mercenary way. We had no idea that this would turn into a philanthropy. And Jim was thinking about writing an underwater horror thriller because he is a very renowned screenwriter. He wrote Hook, Contact, Bram Stoker's Dracula, all, all kinds of them. You have to look him up on IMBD. It's way too long a list. Yeah, please. <laughs> to enough list of, them all. Enough, enough of the Hollywood stuff. So um, we started gathering data, research, met with a number of scientists, and over time we wanted to, actually I, I thought of the nemesis, which was a lionfish, just based on their venomous spines and all the scary things involved with these fish and how prodigious they are and how many fish they eat and how they destroy the reefs. And so, it's also going to be the size of a bus. Yes, that, that was the one factor we would change. Everything <laughs> else is scary. going to be realistic. So after collecting all this data for so long, finally one day Jim says, we have to do something with this. Look how bad these reefs are getting. Just every time we go diving, especially down in Grand Cayman, where I have been diving since 1984, and seeing the devastation that's gone on from one trip to the next, just with these fish just procreate out of control. Um, but finally, Jim well, says, yeah, also, we need the, to the start Holly, the, the Hollywood response. I mean, you sit there and pitch this story and pitch this whole horror thing about giant lionfish. And they would go, that's really wonderful, but what's a lionfish? Yeah, no one, they wanted a <laughs> shark. Everybody it. wants a shark. Uh, there have been a lot of shark movies. That's where we really decided we've accumulated all of this data. The public doesn't know about this this right. invasion or this phenomenon that's happening underneath the sea. And it's ruining So we decided to start so. a portal where there we, we could exchange data, scientific uh, reports, people reporting what they'd seen. Um, I think it's the idea that, that, um, that started Lionfish Patrol too, was right. reaching out to the community, to mm -hmm. the public. And seeing what the needs aware, were. We've been very right. flexible in right. our goals because of that. Uh, there's so many twists and turns with the lionfish invasion. You just don't know where it's going. So yeah. we pick our projects based on what's happening and, and the changes. Yeah, and the response the was community. incredible. We, we got response from, um, from the GP that had never heard of a lionfish, and we also began to be a place where fishermen, uh, fisher kings and queens could report their catch, they could hold up their fish. Scientists could report what, what they were working on. We actually had papers published that were posted on, on uh, the website. Um, and suddenly it, be it began to consume more and more of our time, and people like you showed up. Mm -hmm. You know, who hovered around the, the fringes of the landfish invasion, and your life was changed as well. Yeah, I mean, basically, the landfish invasion changed everybody's life that I know right now that's involved. Yeah, whether they wanted it yeah. to or not. And without without the landfish invasion, we wouldn't know you. 
Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, at first we had no idea how many people might be interested in this whole thing. So it took about a year and we realized, oh my gosh, there's so many interested volunteers that we need to create a 501c3. So we finally went through all the dreadful paperwork <laughs> it's dreadful. involved. Oh. Um, so got that all done. That took up like a year, I guess, to yeah. get all the paperwork done. I think so, the first, first, first thing that really put us on the map was Steve Giddings. Dr. Steve, yes. we call him, um, who is awesome. uh, very Scientist. big in NOAA. We met Steve in 2014 uh, after I'd shot a video, quite by accident, of uh, a grouper actually herding the lionfish off the reef, following it up into the water column, and finally eating it without being speared or finned or any kind of diver interference. Right. And you we can find this historic video on YouTube under Lionfish University. It's, it's got about two million views yeah, now in two different places. So that night, and, and it was quite terrifying. I mean, I was running out of air. I was running out of juice. And they were up, uh, Stacey was at a safety stop with our friend Claire watching this happen. That GoPro didn't go back in the water. I mean, we, we looked at the footage on the boat and went, whoa. This, we've not seen this before. Yeah. That night at uh, the Southern Cross Club, uh, with our, our friend Peter Hillenbrand uh, owns and operates what, historically, the Grouper Moon collection of scientists were there. Every year they collect, uh, they come to watch the aggregation of the groupers. We opened up the laptop and showed the video to all of these leading scientists in the field. And it was like, a, that was our Hollywood premiere. Wow. I mean, there were people watching this video, cheering and shouting, going, eat it, come on, eat it, go, go. <laughs> it was like they had just seen the biggest Super Bowl touchdown in history. <laughs> and Steve Giddings was, the guy Harvey was there, Steve Giddings was there, there were a lot of Judge Jim uh, Hellman was there. A lot of the lionfish legends were there. And Steve, we started talking to Steve about what he was working on was traps. All we'd known at that point was spearing. That was the way you called. You speared them, and uh, hopefully you didn't attract you know too many predators after after the diver. He told us what he was doing with traps, and he had not been able to get any traction from either NOAA or any other organization that was helping fund these rather inexpensive traps. So we gave him a grant. Wow. Our first grant mm -hmm. was to Dr. Steve Giddings. It wasn't a lot, but it was enough for him to get started uh, to yeah. experiment with design uh, and and test. And ultimately, he designed the the, uh, the Giddings um, taco trap, taco trap, <laughs> a purse trap, so the pig's nose, yeah. and which is now being tested at a very high level from a very um, a lot of money in a grant uh, that Reef is overseeing. So that was what really made us stand out. Is that we raised our hand and said we're going to back Dr. Steve Giddings and, and pay attention. And the traps are now uh, used; they're being tested in deep water. Uh, He's got the patent on it. He's giving it away. He gives it away to, if you want to build it, he gives it to you. The idea is to get as many traps in the water as you can so that fishermen that may not be divers can also harvest lionfish and sell them. Right. That was really a turning point, I think, for us, a big one. Nice. But many other scientists have been volunteers with us. Dr. Holden Harris, who's on this project with us right now, Alex Fogg, both marine biologists. Um, Eileen Newman, our, our, our uh, yes. marine biologist from the Mediterranean, who we're now also involved with working with scientists in the Mediterranean on what's happening over there. Dr. Lillian Tuttle, who we met way back at CCMI, probably 2010, I think it was. Wow. And she was in her doing her PhD program at the time, and now she's a volunteer scientist with us. Dr. Kate Galloway, who her 
we met her before she was done with her PhD as well, and it, her specialty is like the physiology of lionfish spines and venomation and the venomous portions of that. So she's also been a big, big help with certain things. And we've done this all on a dollar fifty, so we'll yeah, accept your donation. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our many, many volunteers all over the world yeah. right now that have helped out with everything, including Scott, who's been incredible here. Uh, yeah, you started the website flag work. You, were going, you had so as a as a nonprofit, um, you thought it was going to be easy. You thought it was going to be difficult. How is it going now? How many years later? How, how long have you been it's doing? It's been ten. This is our tenth anniversary. Tenth wow, Actually, good for you. This is our tenth anniversary podcast. Yeah, right. Our first and only <laughs> podcast. Well, that's why I tracked you down. So yeah, you are really special here. Um, well, we had no conception of whether it would be easy or difficult. And I think when we were first starting, we just didn't look at the obstacles and. I had no clue how to start a nonprofit. Nothing, no, no at all. But I just focused on the end result and helping the reefs, and that's been our focus the whole time. Um, as if we have lots of time to be doing this, you know. But it's just that important, and it, I care about it that much that I, I don't mind spending the time doing it. What's the hardest thing about running your nonprofit? Like what? What's like? Oof, if we the could only funding the is funding. always the hardest. It's also not just the funding, but it's the administration. The, yeah. this, this takes, as you know, now it takes a lot of time. It's it does. very time consuming. I mean, we need we need a yeah. better social media presence, which mm -hmm. is a full time job for somebody. We've been looking for somebody. For grant that writers. Could we do need it. we need to, to be able to sit down and write grants because we're seeing we're seeing the the results of our work that we did, like with Steve. That turned into a, a, a several hundred thousand dollar grant through, through the Salt and Stall Kennedy right. uh, Foundation. But not for us. But not I mean, for us. Right. Yeah. But, it, so. but that work did spawn that kind of yes. uh, response. Yeah. Isn't it ironic the, the rainmakers are always experiencing a, a full-time drought? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, we need Martha to be our fundraiser, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, we, and, Martha's awesome. Yeah, and, and things like what we're here for. We're here in Antigua. Yeah. Antigua. Uh, for an event uh, that was also started through our nonprofit uh, at DEMA, where we met you, right. um, the Dive uh, Expo every year. Uh, uh, Martha, uh, superstar lady here and uh, the queen of lionfish, approached us and approached Dr. Giddings, who she'd heard about, and recruited us to come to uh, Antigua in 2019. Initially, to do right. a survey yeah. of their of their reef system and and to prove that there were lionfish in these waters that were uh, impacting. Uh, they the definitely fish have lionfish here. So <laughs> it's we not assembled, readily evident when you first get in the water. We assembled a team of people that we only knew because of lionfish invasion. Right. Alex Fogg, Steve Giddings, you know, uh, uh, Megan came down. Uh, who it was? I'm missing. Now Holden Harris is yep. here. So we, in 2019, we came and did a survey. And that's when the idea for this derby was was born. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for those listening, if you don't think Antigua has a, uh, a problem with lionfish, Holden went out yesterday after mm -hmm. lunch where we, where we had lunch, and he was in five feet of water. He just went out like five feet and in caught three bay. lionfish. Yeah, yeah, just right, right off the three. picnic table. There were yeah. lionfish right out there. And when we first came here, the, uh, the fish and game department didn't believe there was a lionfish problem. Um, and Alex Fogg went down and, uh, for 20 minutes of bottom time, which for divers is not a long time. Right. Killed, uh, excuse me, harvested yeah. 47, uh, 47 lionfish. In just one location. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, we proved that there was a population 
left untended or, or not called would expand and now we're finding out we're going to find out in this next two days well there's how some, many fish they can take off the there's reef. some interesting questions going on right now related to what happens to lionfish during the day and i know you've kind of seen some evidence scott with your sub work that they may well be disappearing off of those shallower reefs during the day potentially going deeper and coming back up to eat at night at yeah. night maybe and it's a good research question something we actually want to pursue and I think going on that note, um, I don't think they've had a lot of predators like human predators here. So there's no reason for them to go go deep because they, they don't well, need it. Well, they do on the on the regularly dive sites. Right. Not all around the island, though. Yeah, there's plenty of areas that don't get cold regularly. They're they're finding them at 50 and 60 feet. That's the, as deep as uh, we asked the divers yesterday. 50 60 feet is about their their depth level, mm -hmm. and that's where they're finding lionfish. Wow. They haven't gone deeper yet. Wow. That's the next. That's the next step of the traps, right? Is to go to 200 feet, and, and you're developing a, a submarine that will go to the journey to the center of the earth. Feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hopefully not. That's a long ride. So, but <laughs> but to, but your yeah. your what you're working on again comes out of this. When, when would you have ever come up with an idea for a submarine in your life yeah. without lionfish being a part of it, unless you were a beetle? Right. I know. Uh, <laughs> never ever. Uh, the funny thing was, uh, you've been doing this, this is your 10th year anniversary. Um, I didn't learn about lionfish till like December 29th, 2018. <laughs> right, almost so and beginning what, of 2019. What was that event? You very specific there. It must have been something. Oh no, I went to a, I went to a, a I rushed from this from Sarasota down to the Keys, and I sat at a bar with a buddy of mine for dinner at nine o'clock at night. The place was empty because it was during the holiday season mm -hmm. or whatever. Absolutely empty, and this young couple comes and sits literally at this entire big bar that holds 50 people sat right next to us out of nowhere and I'm like oh, okay and we just started talking and they're like oh yeah lionfish I'm like yeah we don't have lionfish she's like oh yeah we do they're not going away I'm like what that was a I didn't know about lionfish and I live in Sarasota on the water right so it's not like you know I shouldn't yeah. know I'm a diver I used to sell them back in the 80s when I had a, a pet store or a fish store uh -huh. oh so you're the guy oh yeah it was ground Massachusetts zero. so no, I couldn't let him go with ground zero <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The, yeah, the aquarium trade is where a lot of people believe. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, no one right. really knows, and I don't yeah. think we'll ever really know. Yeah. It's kind of a moot point at this point because it it they're, they're, they're not here. Going away. They're here to yeah. stay, I'm afraid. Well, that, yeah. that, that also, if there is a silver lining to an invasion like this, they're not going away. Right. They may move around, or they may go deeper and come back up shallower, but, but we're not going to ever get rid of them completely. Right. And even when that disease happened with lionfish around, I think it was around 2018, if I'm not mistaken, there were these lesions. In fact, Dr. Harris and Alex were working on a paper on research about all this. And it looked like, I mean, the populations were dropping. They don't know if that was truly the cause, but it did you know, empirically happen that way. And but then the populations just bounded yeah. right back. They're rebounded, and now those lesions, they're being found now and then, but not as prevalently. So I don't know what it was that caused that. a COVID-like thing or something yeah. for a lionfish that attacked them at some point in time, but now they've recovered, unfortunately, fully. Let me that. go back to the silver lining, because having an invasive species you can't get rid of is not exactly a silver lining. Right. But However, what it does do it brought together all of these people from the, this ragtag army of different kinds of people from around the world that would never in a million years, unless they sat next to you at a bar, yeah. go across the room and go, oh, I, can we talk about lionfish? Um, it's an, it is an actual ecological disaster that we can do something about. 
it's not like it's too late with the tipping point and the climate change and the sun's going to, the ice caps are going to melt and this is a disaster movie. This is something that people, people can actually go in the water or buy and eat at the, you know, the store and do something about because it. it is proven that culling works in a contained area. You can restore the juvenile population and you can restore the, the, the reef. We've seen that happen. Yeah. So that's, that to me is the good news. You keep doing this because you are making a difference. I always bring up Reef CI, um, Reef Conservation International. They're in Belize. They're on this little island 25 miles off the coast of Placencia. And they used to be a conserv marine conservation. When they saw the explosion of lionfish, they went, they went to a lionfish conservation, uh, con a reef conservation in fighting the lionfish. Right. And they've caught over 100,000 lionfish so far. And they continue. Every single dive is a lionfish hunt. So you're doing uh, 12 dives in five days on this island, and everybody's hunting lionfish, all the different groups that go out. And they've brought the population of reef fish back. They, you know, the corals are looking great. It's, it's, they see a difference. And when we first started, people said we were crazy, right. that we would never make a difference. Right. Like, can you pick up every grain of sand on the beach? But we now know, as long as you get those populations of lionfish low enough, right. their other fish can rebound. You don't have to get rid of every single one. But speaking of silver linings, the reason we are sitting here right now yes. is that Let's talk about that. Lionfish University is co-sponsoring a lionfish jewelry. It's a master class, though. It's not a basic class. These are fine artisan uh, jewelers who are here today learning what they could do creatively with lionfish fans, kind of that basic part of it and see what they can do to integrate that into their jewelry making so it's pretty exciting that's a, a silver lining there's artists there's i mean the fish taste so good so many different things now live fish leather uh all kinds of things that are coming about because of the lionfish invasion you eat them and then you wear them yeah and then you wear them yeah and that's the other thing too is it is it, trying to promote lionfish as a sustainable food source uh, and a good one uh, so, uh, that's another education the public needs is to yes they're good to eat yes they're low they're low in mercury yes they're high in tri omegas you know and they're and they are a healthy fish and you can kill harvest as many of them as you want and you're not going to they're never going to be an endangered species right so in a way it's the, it's the inverse of what conservation people think we can't for instance we can't get a documentary on the discover channel because they have a policy against killing fish. Right. You know, they don't want to see anything be killed, you know. And there's an attitude, um, I think planet, uh, animal planet's the same way. So they don't, if you don't kill the lionfish, they're going to overrun and destroy your reef. And they're going to take out your juvenile population. That's what we're seeing in the happen in the Mediterranean. So by removing them, by culling them, and ingesting them, and eating them, and wearing them, you know, and harvesting them, you're really, you're saving the ocean. And you know, the funny thing about all this jewelry making with the fins, you can do that with any fish. All the leather, oh. you can do that with any fish. Yeah. But the lionfish community is, is mobilizing to come together and, and really try to do something with it to get it out there. So that's, well, that's a really I will cool say thing. that a lionfish fin is far more attractive than a grouper fin. Well, yes. Yeah, I'll give there you is that. something exotic about the fish anyway that, that the lionfish jewelry sort of encapsulates and captures. Right. They're really quite beautiful. Right. Which is another reason people have a hard time. Why are you spearing that beautiful creature? Until you look in their stomachs and see what all they've been eating off of the reef yeah. and then have a different perspective. I remember when we first started doing this, we would see especially women crying on boats when a dive master would come back with a lionfish that they'd culled. And then they might dissect it there and show you what all they've been up to. 
and that really changed a lot of people's opinion. We had people report us to PETA, for goodness sakes. <laughs> I said, well, go right ahead, because yeah. it was very interesting. And it just, it, but the, the opinions have changed over the years. I mean, no one cries on boats anymore that I've ever seen lately <laughs> when a lionfish is speared. No one's been reporting us to PETA lately. So, and I, we do find kids, man, they really get this. Yeah. We had one child write to us, I mean, I couldn't exactly tell, but I had to figure the, guy, the little guy was maybe 10 or 12 or something, maybe less. And he said, oh, please stop killing the fish. You're ruining the oceans for me and my friends. So we um, got Steve and Jim wrote back. I wrote back. I think hold I mean, we had a whole bunch of people writing back to this little guy. And I said, you know what? Look up on the internet. And I don't care if got kids five, he's going to know how to look up something on the internet. Yeah. And look up about invasive lionfish. And sure enough, he writes back to me. He'd done his homework, apparently, because about a week later, he writes back and says, oh, thank you so much for saving the reefs wow. for me and my friends. Wow. And I was like, oh, that felt so good. Like, this is what we're doing this for. So people kids have a reef to dive on or yeah. swim in or, you know. Well, on the other side of that, we had a 12-year-old kid make an animated film. Yeah, about, about that the was land, very about cool, the, too. About the little two characters we created with uh, Copper yeah. Drummer and Long Spine Silver. Oh, yeah. That was great. A 12-year-old yeah. kid did an animated short about two minutes long. Wow. It's very cute. <laughs> But, uh, we should show that again. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah, they, they should loosen up on the child labor laws, and then your social media problems would be all gone. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Well, get the created, kids to do it. created a comic book <laughs> based around a, a, a kid educating a kid to the invasive species on the reef and what to do about it. Yes. You're talking about um, how I found you guys. I When I found out about it, I'm like, ah, it can't be a big problem. There's no, there's no lionfish. We don't got them. I mean, it can't be that bad. And when I, I was horrified on so many levels when I went online in part that there was very little information out there and what was out there you had to really drill down to try to find something on just about anything for lionfish but i did find you guys uh so you were the first people i think I you had to dig pretty hard because at that time our website was not exactly <laughs> as good as it is now. well compared to you know i i do google searches for a living or i used to do that for a living and so it, you were actually not that bad it wasn't it wasn't all that bad um, but when I found it, I'm like, oh, it's a Wix site, and oh, oh, you can't take donations, you can't sell, you can't. So yeah, we've that's, come a long way. Since, yeah, yeah. So when I had my little epiphany on, you know, something needs to be done, how can I help? Because a diver, somebody who cares about the ocean, loves the ocean, didn't know that there's lionfish in our waters right off, you know, 2,500 feet off my, you know, from where I live. That that kind of freaked me out. If I don't know about it, how many other people don't know about it? So that's where my journey kind of went. And you were the first people. And I remember being at Edema one time, and this gentleman came up and goes, why are you, why are you promoting them? Aren't they your competition? And I go, no. It's all win-win. It's, yeah, yeah. it's about the environment, right, it's not about the competing environment. with somebody. My first thing was, I don't want to do what they do, which is why I want to help them to continue what they do, so I can do what I do. Well, you've helped us a lot. Well, Thank I, you. And I, speaking I of donation. I, I do remember two things about you. The first thing you said was our, our website sucks. Yeah, I was, I was a little bit more diplomatic than that. Well, And the second thing was, you hadn't been diving in 10 years. It had been quite a while. And now you are a, a lion fisher king, and you dive, and you hunt with some of our friends, yeah. and, uh, and have become a master color. Yep. Yeah, yeah when I can. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, I've always, yeah, I always told myself as a kid, I'd, I'd 
do something with the ocean. I'd be around it, I would work with the ocean in some way, shape, or form. And I, I kind of got off that path for a good 10 years. Um, well, we all it brought did. Me back. We all did. And, and if I could find a way, I mean, if this could, if I had, I write screenplays and TV series to, to support my Jones for the ocean, for Landfish University. Um, and it's become more and more. I just got a, I got an email from someone I'm supposed to read their scripts. And what are you doing with the lionfish? Can't you read my script? You know, and suddenly it's, <laughs> it's interfered with my creative life. So, um, and seeing things like you're doing with the comic book, with the submarine, uh, with the lionfish patrol app that lets people collect data all over the world. I mean, that's, that's innovative and you're finding a way to force yourself to spend more time on it. Right. Because it's serving a need and a purpose. Right. You know, um, I don't want to ride in your submarine, but I want to swim beside it <laughs> and wave at you. In the next month in the Keys, we'll be down there. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's what is exciting about us. Uh, Ali El Haj, who developed Zookeeper, um, the Inversa boys, who are making fine high-end leather right. goods and wallets and purses and shoes and stuff out of the lionfish skin. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, it is a, Eileen Ullman is doing the same thing in Turkey. It's not uh, being, the lionfish is actually being used a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. It's like the buffalo. A buddy of mine down in the Keys got a, his wife bought him a skeleton of a lionfish. Yeah. Oh, so it's wow. going right down to everything, every piece of it. We can even use a skeleton. When we finally get around to our fish dip, that skeleton can be used for cat food. He gets ground up and turned <laughs> into cat food. Well, yeah, I have to tell fish. you, though. I have three yeah. cats, and I figured I had some lionfish recently to make some dip. And I thought, I'll just take a little piece so the kitties can try this out. So two of them went wacko about the lionfish. I mean, just jumping up on the counters, trying to get at it. It's the new cat. The, other one, <laughs> the other one goes over, smells the lionfish, puts his nose up in the air and walks away. He wouldn't touch it. <laughs> well, two out of three cats yeah, approve of this. Two out of three cats. What is that? Four, that was fifth dentist. Four out of five yeah. dentists were coming yeah. sugarless gum. Who is that fourth yeah. guy yeah. anyway? And I think if we found a way to, like what we're talking about, we're doing eco-tours, uh, sponsoring eco-tours for, for people that want to learn about lionfish, right. whether it's educational or they actually want to call, is a, is a, a really good goal to have. We keep talking about the dip that we're that we've served at Dima over the years. It always gets a big Very popular. high five. You know, it is where's really it? where can we buy it yeah. to get that on the market? Uh, anything lionfish to consume more of my time. Right. <laughs> that that has a has a, an outcome that you see a positive outcome. You know, there's so many things we do now where you don't see you you're pissing in the wind. I mean, you, right. you how are we going to stop the poles from melting? How are we going to stop the temperature from climbing? How are we going to Turn the uh, uh, watch Arizona turn into the, the, the surface of the sun. Right. You know this. Yeah. This this can make a difference. This is kind of a good point, actually. Now all of us live in different. You happen to live, Scott, near the ocean. I live in the middle of North Carolina. I used to live in Las Vegas in the yeah. desert. Jim lives in New York. We're just kind of spread all over the place, and you can make a difference no matter where you live, whatever your passion is. We did it with education research and awareness about the lionfish invasion. We couldn't necessarily get in the water except when we were traveling, but we did create a field reporter system for that exact reason that we were not able to get in the water. And we found all these volunteers kind of all over the invaded area who volunteer to send in information that they find. And there's no requirements to particularly to be a field reporter except interest in the lionfish invasion. If you've got interesting photos or 
interesting information that you note, places where they're serving lionfish. Ideas. Anything. I mean, that we are happy to get that information. And you can contact us through our website, Scott's website, actually, www.lionfishuniversity.org. And you can contact us through that and if you've got some interesting things to share. It definitely, the reason I thought of this idea also was I was diving way back when uh, with a person down in the brack, and he did not have any sort of a container to put his lionfish in, so he just stuffed him in his BC pocket. Oh. And I was really getting worried there. <laughs> he managed to get through the dive without getting stung. And that was kind of the moment I thought, oh, I need to share. I didn't realize people didn't know about some basic things that we can all share. So I, I try not to presume that someone does or doesn't know something because. Right. Yeah, it was. No, it's, and, and I think that it boils down to lionfish are bad, uh, and we can do something about it uh, collectively uh, and make a difference. Well, or yeah. like. That's I an was, overused phrase, make a difference. Right. But in this case, it's true. I was having trouble with my spear and little tiny lionfish. So somebody said to me, well, I just take a cable tie, tie it around the spears, and then tighten it up so it's tiny. Well, how smart was that? Like I, yeah, you know, I didn't think about that. So just little tips like that that people can share. I might think, oh, everybody knows that. Well, not everybody necessarily knows whatever. It said, is. We're getting into minutia, but the, the question for me uh, is, where will this all be in ten years? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not just where the world will be, but right. Yeah. Will we have made a difference, or will this? Will it have moved to a different another like the Mediterranean? Will it? Will it move somewhere where we can't? It's too late. Or will we find a new villain and forget yeah. about the world? Or they die off yeah. by some ecological, you know, some Weirdness, nature, natural yeah. way that yeah. they begin to die off. And, and, it is, and that becomes a good thing. And suddenly we're all out of business. Yeah, that would be a great thing. Because it's yeah, tiring. It, be. it is. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah, actually our mandate does include any ocean conservation related yeah. effort. And I did that specifically because who knew? I mean, hopefully this fish will disappear. I'm still interested in plastics pollution. and. Right. Our focus is on lionfish because it has been such a bad, imminent problem right now that we can do something about. So if it happens to go away, we're st we'll still be and here. We'll focus on something And else. I do think it's something I mean, that got me off the sidelines. I was a casual diver. I didn't appreciate it. I thought it was real pretty, and I liked diving. But this suddenly made you look at the, what you're swimming through and around and right. with you completely And how easily we can lose it. Yeah. That really impressed me. The first lionfish I saw in Grand Cayman, Next time I go back about three months, I'm like, there's not one, there's hundreds. Next time I go back, there's thousands. It just kept multiplying and I, yeah. I was shocked. It's like triples out of Star Trek. And the scary part is if you take a day off or a month off or during COVID a few months yeah. off, the numbers just yeah. go explode crazy. Again. Yeah. 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 And, and that's the, I mean, I think that's, that, that for me is this got me, Instead of being selfish about it, and just diving, I love this because I'm a hedonist and I want to get down there and have gills and everything and a tail. But it, it, made, it made each dive, one, a, a luxury and a blessing. I mean, it's a gift that you get to go down there and do this. But also made each dive purposeful in what are you doing to make sure this stays, right. like, or doesn't get worse. Right. You know, or gets worse, worse, less, you know, slowly. <laughs> what can you do to slow down what we've done to the climate. And this is the way you can do that. Yeah. Uh, and, every and time we dive now and it came like we were, we saw maybe two lionfish. Okay. We were like, yay, only yeah. two. 
Yeah. Although they're getting rather crafty and good at hiding. Yeah. And they recognize Deeper. the yellow spears bizarrely down there. They will turn <laughs> around and swim away real fast. I yeah. do think that's the next research we'd like to investigate is what you had found out uh, about the, the males and the females, but also what Candel Annie Can Candelmo, Ella Candelmo started. We'd like to do some research on the, right. the changing of the depths, lateral up and down movement how deep they're going, when they come up to the shallows, and nobody's quite finished that. Right, and that's what the, the goal of the submarine is to yeah. go past the diver yeah. depth. Um, yeah. so, so that's valuable data yep. um, that we, I think we need to see what their movements are, and if they're staying in one place. And if they're staying in one place, we can surround them. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and nail them. Eat, eat them to beat them. Yeah, eat them to beat them. Um, so that brings us to why we're having this podcast here in Antigua. Um, I've been on projects with you guys all over DEMA and trade shows. and We the, drag you all over yeah, the place. Thank you, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Giving my life back. Um, but I've never, we've never had the time. It's like herding cats. It <laughs> is. Know? Really? That's yeah. for sure. But I learned if you have a lot of cat treats with you, you can kind of get them to where you want to go. So um, we're, we're working on that. But, Slowly. Yeah. But so finally, we get to sit down and do a, a podcast here in beautiful Antigua. And why are we here? Well, I think we're here to raise the awareness of the Antigua people, the island people, who didn't know they had a problem. Yep. Um, uh, and by creating awareness that there was a market for this, we're offering uh, enormous cash prizes uh, for the biggest, the smallest, the most um, uh, in those categories. Uh, so that it makes it it makes it enticing for the and, and it's a seduction yeah. to get these guys in the water spearing lionfish. It's a lot of money. Yeah, for the divers. It is. Yeah. And the chefs, right? We have and chefs. chefs. We have chef contest five eight, contest. eight chefs. Eight, what, yeah, eight, eight chefs. chefs. There's yeah. cash prizes for them. Mm -hmm. So it's encouraging them to learn how to cook with lionfish. Right. So that maybe they want to carry it in their restaurants where before they were uh, what's right. a lionfish. And now? we're hoping to develop a market here that will raise the awareness of restaurateurs and markets that this is a very, very valuable fish. And we also have to credit Mill Reef Club right. for being responsible enough to, to fund very this derby. Mm -hmm. uh, they care about their island, their ecology enough to put their money yeah. where their mouth is. Yep. They've also started their own Coral Re Restoration Foundation. Elite Island Resorts also contributed. Yep. All as a result of our trip down here with the survey we did. And um, also Martha. She's been the she's, driving force. She is the, she's the ultimate cat and the ultimate cat yeah, herder. cat herder. <laughs> uh, yeah. The turtle for, herder. For literally willing this derby into being. Yeah, yeah. she did. Three years now we've been working on this, right? Yes. <laughs> Three years. Oh. <laughs> Can't believe we're actually here. It's, it's, a, it's yes. a beautiful thing. Yeah. And then Sunday we're going to have this big festival. Festival. Uh, there's there's we're. Did they already pick the winner of the kids' coloring contest? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Okay, so, poster so contest. we got the yeah. kids involved, yeah. teaching them at a young age. We've got the, the, mermaid the chefs show. are cooking. The mermaid show. Mermaid show. Yeah. There's going to be a video Scott game. Canelo, a one-man show and, and, uh, and uh, a video game. And, yep. Yeah. Lionfish hunting video game. Yeah. Yep. Free on Steam, by the way. Mm. Um, and then we've got the, the prize, prize giveaways. We've got the, all the contests are going to be yep. finished up. And, and sampling of the chef's... Creations that right. they'll be, they'll be have, yeah. having samples, and hopefully it could turn out for the locals. It's free. Yep. If yeah. You come out and, and taste lionfish and see lionfish and and uh, uh, cheer when their team wins. Um, I think Dr. Harris is going to do some dissections so people can see right. what's inside of them. 
Right, and we got 36 divers signed up for this, awesome. which for a first event like this, um, it's really good. Especially yeah. two weeks ago, we had zero. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, it's really good. It's yeah. uh, it's really come together at the end. It is, and it's nice to be part of a genesis. It's nice to be invited here to do this, mm -hmm. and I hope they invite us back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I hope they let you come back, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I apologize already, so I, I think I'm good. Uh, so what's going forward for Lionfish University? What, uh, what big plans do you have? Uh, we shot two documentaries, in which you're in, uh, over a year ago, a massive amount of footage based on uh, the Mediterranean marine biologist Eileen Newman coming to America to learn from the experts. And we were able to, to, to set her in front of, uh, of all of our leaders, Steve Giddings, Alex Fogg, Holden Harris, uh, Ali Haj, you, um, to let her have an experience so she could take back the knowledge that she learned and she's having her own landfish derby yeah, next year in Turkey as a result of that trip. So we're editing that documentary. Good. Um, we also shot a documentary on a legendary woman in Little Cayman um, that uh, she's in her 80s now and, and is, is, was one of the original expats that settled there with her husband. Really? Uh, Bridget, amazing character. And we find him, you know, we got Martha, we got Bridget, you know. So we're editing that documentary and hopefully this will lead to some to our ultimate documentary we want to do, which is about the, the flower gardens in, in the Gulf. Right. Um, the famous trip they take every year with the leaders, the VIPs of Lionfish World and, and the marine biologists. Yeah. You know, we hope to be able to do that documentary next year. Nice. And then so next year we're starting Lionfish Expeditions. Yep. And we're going to be doing Lionfish Cruises. So you can, yep. if you don't hunt or you don't make jewelry or you want to learn how to uh, do more about the Lionfish community and you just want to experience part of this community uh, in a different way. You can join these cruises and learn a lot while you're at sea and then at, at uh, our locations you can go and meet people in the industry from the locals. And Yeah, and we're looking yeah. forward to participating with you on that. Yeah, absolutely. And there will not be any Disney characters on these cruises. <laughs> no, there will not. <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a big lionfish. Yeah, yeah. No Mickey and Minnie, you know. Yeah. Just lionfish. Alright, and I always ask people, uh, do you remember the first time you, you saw and caught a lionfish oh, in yeah. the wild. Yes. Why don't you give us a, each oh, of you yeah. tell us about that. Well, mine was, as I mentioned earlier, and Grant came in, it was a night dive with my brother on the wreck of the Balboa. And my brother's like pointing like, look at this, the first one he had seen as well. And it's just sitting right out there on the wreck, like not afraid of one little thing. And I found that in the beginning of the invasion, they were just covered everywhere. They wouldn't move, you could shoot them over and over if you missed. Yeah. Not a good thing to do. Uh, and they just were not afraid. And now over the years, so they, they uh, like I was saying earlier, they recognize the yellow spears, they know what divers are, they go the other way and now they hide. So really different behavior I've seen. Uh, yeah. What, I was in Turks and Caicos in 2010 before I came to came in to dive with her to go look for landfish, right? I saw my first landfish, I was introduced to the landfish hunt. In, in Turks and Caicos, you could not spear them, you had to use baskets. <laughs> so you literally had these baskets, you'd clap around them. Then it took three divers to, to catch one lionfish. Then the other one had a catch bag, you roll out and find a way to shepherd the, the lionfish into the catch bag. You know, and um, I think, the, and, and I filmed it all. I couldn't believe it, who are these fish? And I still have footage I got so close, I didn't, it was stupid. I had no idea how dangerous they were. I got my camera right up to one that was looking right Ooh. at me, and it charged me and butted my Ooh. camera with that spine right there, yeah. that horn, that unicorn yeah. horn. 
you know, it didn't get me, but it was it was like, oh, they don't like to be crowded if you're, you know. Yeah. But we, I think we caught 14 on one dive. We thought that was a world record, and three people. And then uh, we had a lionfish spread at the, on the Friday night with everything, lionfish ceviche, lionfish um, chi, lionfish uh, uh, tacos, you know. And it was a, this big feast. And that was where we, I had that picture where we first did the lionfish, the official patty lionfish sign. Yeah. So when I got to uh, Little Cayman, Stacy had already sussed out who the, the leading uh, lionfish queen was, and it was Dottie Benjamin, legendary dive master uh, in Little Cayman. And she had developed a relationship with a grouper that she called Mini-Me. And the relationship was like a bird dog. I mean, there was a human being and a fish behaving like another mammal. She would clap, Here, here's a, you hear that? That's on purpose. Pop her, her hands three times when we dive at this specific site. Many of you would come to her, and they would swim together. Wow. We have the first footage of how she trained, how that animal. She didn't train it. I mean, they trained each other. Many of you would go and find the lionfish on the reef and point it like a dog. Dottie would come over, and she would point to Minnie Me, and he would swim off over here and wait. She'd spear the lionfish and hold it on the reef. Many of you would wait. I mean, wouldn't just. There. Steering and at she the lionfish. And then when she pulled the, the spear and the fish off the reef, Minnie would swoop up and grab it and take wow. it off the spear. Her and we do not recommend this, no. by the way. This was way before, <laughs> was before we, we discovered that yeah. this yeah. would entice predators but to her be brother yeah. shot, chasing divers. Courtney, a very famous photographer in the Cayman, shot the stills and I shot the video. Wow. And nobody had ever seen that, nobody had ever documented that behavior. And I think it was a year later. We went, she said some fisherman got many me, you know, came in, in, in illegally in the protected area and fished it out. And we were actually with her the last time we were together where she would go down and pop her hands and many me wouldn't show up. But it's an amazing relationship. You know, I, I, there's something special about groupers. They, it's like they know. Because I, I we were testing our, our sub and we got to a spot where um, we were done and we're like, you know, let's go hunt some lionfish off this wreck. So I was with this gentleman. and. Uh, same thing, grouper. It came out, it would look at us, and it would point into the rocks, and it would come back and look at us and point in the rocks. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, it wasn't running or hiding. Two lionfish, so the diver grabs both lionfish. And I'm like, wow, that was great. And then to my horror, he shot the grouper. Oh. <laughs> Perfectly oh. legal, perfect size, yeah. you know. Oh. And it was like, oh. oh no. <laughs> it was like, it, oh. it was like the... It was the worst feeling. It's oh, like it, shooting it, your laboratory retriever puppy yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, and and I get it, right? There's food on the table, and, and you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta eat, and but Ooh, there's something about grouper that that know the lionfish shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know, they, I remember we were swimming one time, we diving one time, a little came in, and we came around a coral head, and there was a grouper there pointing lionfish on the coral. And we don't know how long that grouper been sitting there, right? Waiting for somebody to somebody come to show up, yeah, and pop it for him or her. They probably see it eating all, all their food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like competing there, yeah. And hopefully the behavior that we, that we video we spoke about earlier, the, uh, the lionfish hunting, being hunted and, and herded off the reef and eaten by the grouper, hopefully that's, that behavior is... I haven't seen it we since We'd hope that that group had lots of babies, you know. And yeah. That, that gene got passed <laughs> right. on, you yeah. Know, yeah. 
and there are lots of them out there eating lionfish. Yeah, and, and that's that's part of the challenge, right? We're we're encouraging divers to go out and hunt lionfish, but we're also they're also removing the predators. So they are becoming getting some natural predators. Unfortunately, we're taking the predators out. Yeah. yeah. So that's keeping the lionfish like, yeah, good for us, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And well, the sharks' behavior changed. Yep. The eels, the moray eels' behavior changed because of divers spearing yep. Yep. lionfish. She even had an encounter with a nurse shark. Yeah. They got aggressive. Oh, you're nurse okay. sharks. They're, you have to constantly push them off you. They're just they're yeah. like big German shepherds. It's just one I like bump into you. You're like, go, get away. Yeah, but that that's the other danger of changing the behavior of the other of, right. the, of the other fish that associate divers with food. Right. Yeah. And we don't want to promote that. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully, in, in, in ten years, hopefully I will still be here. Um, we will have seen uh, a positive impact, at least from that invasion. Right. Yeah. Oh. Nothing. <laughs> Very professional. <laughs> I think our time is up. <laughs> and that concludes today's. Um, all right, any departing thoughts before we uh, finish this up? Oh, we, we're talking about donations. You can now do donations Please. on our website. And it, again, lionfishuniversity.org. Yep. And it's easy to do a donation. It goes to our reef conservation efforts. And you can also buy a cookbook that just came out. Yes. Uh, it's on there. And you can, it, that's also a donation to uh, Lionfish University. Yes, $20 for the cookbook, brand new edition of it. And you got a really cool flag people can buy. So if you're diving or if you're a diver. donation for the flag. Yep. Yes, as well. Well, we ask you Just with note dive. it on when you, if you donate something of $20 or more, which one you would like for your donation. And then you take a picture of you with the dive flag. Yeah, we all over the world. get them from everywhere now. We love flag. that. That's it's cool. super cool. Yeah. And, and so just as one uh, you know, nonprofit working with another nonprofit, uh, I would encourage you to go online to lionfishuniversity.org and donate because they do some incredible stuff around the world that you might not see on a daily basis, but it's, it's some really great in-depth work that needs to keep going and that's why I try to donate and help uh, services or whatever to keep them going forward because their work is important so and we appreciate everything you've done for all this all these years thank you oh, thank you yeah thank you so lionfishuniversity.org step up uh, help out uh, become one of their uh, their field reporters field reporters become you know just get involved just somehow get involved in the lionfish community it's uh, it'll change your life for the better yeah all right. Well, Thank I, you. I, I appreciate you guys. It's good finally catching up. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And let's say we got a tournament to run and, and keep moving here. So yeah. let's get back to yeah. work. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Reef. Back to the reef. Yeah. All right. We're out of here. Okay. Well, that's about five podcasts. <laughs> yeah.